You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This is Stuck. Our second season. Yay! It's lunchtime and you've come out of a morning full of meetings and you're stuck with a plate full of problems that you don't know how to solve. No worries, we got you. I'm Damian Bazadana from Situation. And I'm Rochelle Pereira from Equilibrium. And when it comes to workplace problems, I'm usually by the book. And I'm typically from the gut. I've been a leadership consultant and an executive coach for more than 15 years. And I spent the last 18 years building a marketing company. And together, we want to help you get unstuck. Our producers, Katie, Peter, and Stephanie, get all kinds of weird and wonderful questions from listeners ranging from college students with internships to seasoned professionals looking to take their companies to the next level. They get the lowdown in advance and then present the questions to us, giving us only five minutes to think about it before we weigh in. Now, these are not edited or research responses. They're instinctual and based on our experiences. So let's get started. We received a question from Robert, who he works as a project manager at a tech company. And he just got a promotion, and that's going to mean that he's interacting with clients more. So he's going to more client meetings, and probably eventually he's going to be presenting to the client. And he got the feedback that he needs to work on his quote-unquote executive presence. So he feels kind of stuck because he thinks he knows what this is like when he sees it in other people, but he doesn't exactly know, like, what does this term mean? Um, and he's wondering, like, how can I bring that energy to the room? He definitely is on board. He just needs some more specific tactical ways he can work on it. He feels very comfortable with his internal team, and he knows his performance is good. He just, how do you execute that in a more public way? Rochelle, I think you deal with this topic a lot, I'm assuming. The executive presence, which is something mm-hmm. I actually never really heard of uh, prior to this. But what question? I feel like you know the questions we should be asking. So I would be quite interested as to how old this person is or what career stage that they're in. Early 30s, been at the company for a while. Like he knows everybody, everybody's comfortable with him. Just okay. hasn't really been out of the office. Got it. Uh, how about like style? Is this like a technical person? Is this a big thing? You know, do we have a sense of that? He's a friendly guy. His style is that he's very casual. He likes to get along with everybody. So the presentation side of it makes him a little bit more nervous. And interesting. Okay. And has he gotten any feedback? No, not specifically. Like, it's very general because everybody does like him. And the assumption is like, you'll figure it out. But Oh, that's tough. He, okay. Yeah. Damien, anything else? Nope. Feel good. All right. I feel for Robert. 
um, because there's nothing more stressful than being asked uh, or knowing you have to do something that's just totally outside your comfort zone. And particularly at this point in his career, my assumption is if he's being asked, like if he knows this is the next phase for him and he's kind of like, I don't know how to do it, um, I feel for him. Yeah. That's tough. And executive presence or gravitas or whatever we call it is very, um, like, ill-defined, you know? Oh, my God, it's, yeah. It's hard yeah. to know exactly what we mean by that because it's something that we feel and we recognize, but it's hard to articulate exactly what that is. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm making a whole bunch of assumptions here, but um, on terms of what uh, executive presence means in this context, um, obviously any type of feedback, I hope, I'm assuming he got clarity or he's going to get clarity what they mean by executive presence. Hope someone just sit, didn't sit down and give him a vague kind of response. So I'm filling in, in my answers, I'm filling in a lot of the blanks yeah. for what it actually means. Um, I know you deal with this a lot. Yeah. Right? And I think, yeah. th- I feel like the word executive presence, I had never heard before until you talked about it with me. And I'm like, I didn't know what the hell that was. So what do you think about this? And what, what do other people, do? I'm, I know this is a topic that comes up a lot. You know, it's funny because... Uh, oftentimes I, you know, I go back to the book and I think like, what's the, what is the right answer for this topic? And I have to admit, I have not read a single book that I like about executive presence because I feel like a lot of them are very trite. You know, it's yeah. wear this, dress like this. I I remember going to a workshop. I kid you not. This must have been, I, I must have been about 25 years old. And the person teaching the class said executive presence for, for her was red lipstick and high heels. Honestly, my eyes like roll in the back of my head when I think about that now. But that's literally some of the feedback that I think people have gotten over the years is dress this way, sort of be like your boss. And if you're like your boss, that's executive presence. And I think all of that's kind of bullshit, you know? Yeah. So I think it's how do you settle into who you are and owning who you are plus, right? Like, yeah. like you know, and, and like turning the volume up on that. So the way that we oftentimes think about um executive presence is breaking it into like if you think about a pizza and four different pieces four different you know quadrants um one quadrant would be emotional intelligence which i can certainly talk more about but it's like self-regard so your confidence your social awareness like can you read read a room can you work a room right from what you read so that's like one piece the second piece would be competency which it sounds like he is an expert. So how does he own his expertise? And the fact that people in the room might be 20 years older than him, but if he's the expert in what he does, like how does he sit into that, which also helps him create more confidence. The third piece would be about body language. Now, this isn't like the power suit, but things like eye contact, projection, gestures, posture, all that kind of stuff. And then the last piece would be literally the presentation skills. Like, how does he create content that is audience-centric, and how does he tell a good story? You know, how does he yeah. really create moments when he's presenting in a more conscious way versus something that feels like a Q&A, you know? Yeah. So that's how yeah. we break it down. But I, I, it's not built on any, you know, formal theory. No, that makes sense. That's like good practical. I mean, that seems like solid practical feedback. I looked at, I wrote down preparation and practice. And, you know, I, I feel like things outside of my comfort zone, um, I've always, I've, I grew up with, uh, it's called essential hand tremor. So I've always get nervous if I have to sit in front of a large group of people and, and speak. Yeah, I'm no, I, I grew up hating the idea of standing up on a stage. But the more I practice it, I pra- I've now talked hundreds, now it's like just 
more second nature, even though I get yeah. still get and nervous. Like, in. Well, I just practice it a lot. So, and I think that one very tactical skill that I think is important, and I'm making a bunch of assumptions as, you know, if Robert is a project manager at a tech company, that he probably has the, the number of relationships he's going to have is manageable, right? So I always feel like anytime you could shrink the room, it is going to allow you to be way more confident. And when I say sort of shrink the room, I think it's it's partially like begin to understand, you, begin to build relationships and really get a chance of understanding who's in the room. Uh, and, and that comes through preparation. And preparation is like, well, who is my client? What are the things that they like? Can I take them for a drink? And and the, the closer you begin to understand and get the, a relationship of kind of who you're working with, it just humanizes the room. And I think it gets probably Robert to a closer place where he just feels more comfortable because most people aren't comfortable in like the... The, you know what I mean? Like this, not the salesy space, but the clienty space. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of it just comes down to when I say preparation, it's just like th- spending a lot of time thinking and understanding who's going to be in the room on an ongoing basis. And the more you do that in practice, I, I just think it, it, it over time you become just way more effective and more authentic to yourself. There is nothing more painful to watch or listen to than someone who is completely socially awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable in a space where they're being asked to be like a social wizard. It's just so uncomfortable. And and it it, 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 it like does it, it moves someone backwards in their career in a weird way. So I feel like anything they could do, preparation and practice of knowing what you're going into, getting to know your clients, um, just I think that just goes such a long way. I would it your best self. So Yeah, I mean I would agree that the more you get out of your own head and the more you are attentive to the audience, whether that's an audience of one or an audience of a hundred, that that in itself is the path to gravitas, you know, but like the more we're in our own head about it, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, like critique, self-critique in the moment means that you're losing the opportunity for connection. And it's the connection where, where you have the influence, yeah. you know? So if we think about gravitas, it's like ultimate influence because we trust and respect your character and your capability. So it's like, how does he, I think that connection with the audience is really important, but I will say it's really, really hard to develop this on your own. Yeah. Because you you can't see yourself. Only other people can see yourself. And so how does he get a coach or how does he get a mentor? Or is his boss clued into this enough to be able to give him ongoing feedback, like in the moment feedback? Because if if they're not able to well articulate what it is that they mean and break it down to specific things, it's always going to be something that is nebulous. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, be different, be more like Joe or you know, yeah. be more like Susan, which is also not helpful. So I think this is it's a really hard one for you to develop in isolation. And he needs to find people who can give him the feedback that he needs in order to get better. You know, yeah, which is yeah, oftentimes yeah. why coaches are brought in for this kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. So what are, what are, what are our recommendations here? Um. I have preparation and practice, and I'm trying to figure out what is a, f- a, a real next step for Robert to kind of to kick on. What do, what do you think? I feel like the grid you had was very impressive. Oh, thank you. I feel like it's a lot to work from. And it is like, you know, get a co- like step one, get a coach. You know what right. I mean? But but I don't, I don't know. I, I think for, yeah, I'm assuming for Robert it's like the, – the, the one thing we, which I did mention is, is I think it's important that Robert understands his strength. Versus his weaknesses, and and I think this is part of the manager's his manager's role is to make sure he's being set up to succeed. Because my slight worry in all of this 
is like, if this just is not naturally his strength and they're putting him into environments with no training, no support, like I've seen this happen before where people just totally set up to fail. It's just innately not who they are. Um, I'm not convinced Robert's in the right role because if he's, because you put someone in their comfort zone and, and I, I don't want to say their comfort zone, but where their, their competence, the grid you had before, all those different components, they shine yeah. into these spaces. Uh, and sometimes I feel like we're trying to jam people into roles. That's like, why are we doing this? It's just, it's just not what they need to be doing with their lives. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I think part of me feels like, the, uh, I don't know, what do you think a next step could be? I think, for instance, you know, if he picks a, a, a client presentation or an upcoming meeting, it, we might not even be calling it a presentation, but it is a presentation, mm-hmm. right? So picking the next client meeting, giving himself ample time to prepare for it, getting feedback on what he's going to say or the agenda that he's going to use. is Can he tell a story about the project versus just going into a lot of detail? Like, can he make that more conscious? And also, can he be more conscious about his body language in presenting? Could be a great, like, baby step into this in terms of him building more confidence and just trying to do things in a slightly different way. And it would be ideal if he were able to tell someone to be kind of the eyes and ears to watch him and give him feedback of someone that he trusts in his space. Agreed. It would be ideal. All right. Good luck, Robert. Good luck, Robert. If you liked this episode, please rate it on Apple Podcasts or leave us a comment or share it with somebody you think is stuck. This helps us reach listeners who could benefit from these conversations. And if you'd like your own question answered, go to our website, stuckpod.com, to submit a question. Stuck is created by Equilibrium and Situation. It is produced by the wonderful Katie Byrne, Peter Ujicic, and Stephanie Connors. Big shout out to Miratone Studios for putting up with us again. Our theme music is Rockstar by Owen Mulcahy. We'll see you next week. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.